11 minutes past nine is our time. This is The Viewpoint here on SAFM. Dodi by Oliver Mtukudzi is the song we're playing there for you to kick things off for the second hour of The Viewpoint. Just a, a tweet from the last uh, talk we had on the Boipatong massacre. This is from Collins Ntelele who says, It is just shocking to say the least how this day has been easily forgotten. In fact, the Val as a whole doesn't exist to the people of South Africa. We always appreciate your comments and questions and your interactions with us. Uh, I think, you know, as Youth Month, especially young people, maybe the challenge that I'd like to put to all of us out there is to get to know our history when it comes to the political struggles and these stories that we don't give much attention and uh, loudspeakers to. So, yeah, thank you so much for your interactions there. In this hour, though, we'll talk about the World Refugee Day, which is being observed on June 20th. That's tomorrow. It's going to be coinciding with South Africa's state of the nation addressed by President Cyril Ramaphosa. Of course, uh, we are still opening the lines for your advice or what you think the president should be touching on tomorrow in his state of the nation address. So we'll start by talking about World Refugee Day, speaking to Martin Mande, who's a representative of the Refugee Committee. Uh, communities organizations uh, and then we also touch on uh, a concert that's also for refugees that's going to be uh, uh, you know, held to create awareness about the challenges of the refugees uh, that they, they, they face and all of that. So our lines are 0891-104-207. You can WhatsApp us on 061-410-4107. Our SMS lines are 41391. My name is Asanda Peda. Do you want to be part of Africa's booming manufacturing future? Access new markets and learn about the latest trends in manufacturing? Then attend the Manufacturing Indaba Conference and Exhibition on 25 and 26 June at Santon Convention Center Joburg and grow your manufacturing business. Register now on manufacturingindaba.co.za or call 011-463-9184. North meets South in the explosive opening game of AFCON 2019 as hosts Egypt take on the Zimbabwean Warriors this Friday at 10 p.m. Live on SABC3 and your favorite SABC radio station. SABC is the official broadcaster of AFCON 2019. Africa's beautiful story. SAFM leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 and 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. World Refugee Day, international observance observed on the June 20th, uh, 20th each year, is dedicated to raising awareness of the situation of refugees throughout the world. The year 2019 has been declared by the African Union as the Year of Refugees, Returnees and Internally Displaced Persons uh, with the theme Towards Durable Solutions to Forced Displacement in Africa. This is yet another gesture worth saluting. But for thousands of refugee men and women in South Africa, it is sad to note that like all the previous years, they will be spending this day with little to commemorate. So let's unpack that uh, with Martin Mande, who is representative of the Refugee Communities Organization. Let's welcome you first, uh, Martin. How are you? Um, okay, thanks, Ayanda. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Second guest is uh, our refugee, who is Albert Mpazayabo. He's been in South Africa since 1997, having left uh, Rwanda during the 1994 war. So uh, he'll be giving us some of his experiences as well. Based in Cape Town, how are you, Albert? Fine, thanks, Sandra. How are you? Nice to hear from you. 
Thank you so much. Okay, well, thanks for, you know, joining us to the both of you. Let me start with you, Martin. We are going to observe World Refugee Day tomorrow, June 20th. When we talk World Refugee Day, should we be commemorating or should we be celebrating? Should we be doing both? Yeah, I think indeed uh, when we spoke about it, we need really to think about commemorating it. There is nothing to celebrate because you can't celebrate the pain, you can't celebrate the loss. You can celebrate the what the suffering which people have been going through out in the African continent. So we need really to commemorate and remember those who have lost life, remember those who have been going, who are in prison, remembering those who are traumatized through different circumstances of losing of loved ones, their families, their children, those who are separate. So that is actually the importance which you can give to the day. So when we talk about the day and the commemoration thereof, there will also be panel discussions around the theme, Year of Refugees, Returnees and Internally Displaced Persons Towards Durable Solutions to Forced Displacement in Africa. That's the theme. The the panel discussions are also going to be focusing on the positive contribution that refugees are able to make within the new societies that they find themselves in. Is that not a reason to celebrate, uh, Martin? Uh, remember, yeah, let's first take uh, situation by situation. When we speak about South Africa, in situation of South Africa, there is nothing which uh, there never been a platform where refugees have been given to give a positive contribution, if we start by the, you know, let's mm-hmm. first start by the first point of entry. The South African refugee system, if we may call it refugee system, because as a refugee communities, we don't believe that there is a system which is actually immigration system which they are putting refugees on it to go through the system of immigration. So by starting in that, the program it is discriminate refugees. It doesn't give refugees an opportunity to flourish within the communities. So when we speak about positive contribution, we need to look for what contribution what platform has been given for refugees to come and flourish, show their talent, show their what contribution they can bring on it? There is no way. Instance, is a place for migrants to flourish. It's a place for illegal migrants to come and do whatever they can do. There is no platform for refugees in South Africa. It's a place for migrants and illegal migrants to flourish. Over and above the panel discussions and, you know, the the opportunity for reflections on legislation when it comes to the plight of the refugees, World Refugee Day has to also take into consideration and possibly majorly, more than anything, the actual lives, the people who are the refugees or asylum seekers. So, I mean, when we say that we are looking at this year every year and we honoring the courage and the strength and the determination of the men and women and children who are forced to flee their homes. Albert, let's get you in to, to come into this now. Uh, in terms of that, you know, your journey and the courage and strength that it took you and the determination to leave Rwanda during the war of 1994 and now finding yourself in a new country. Take us through that because your voice is what we need to hear. Uh, well, it's a long journey and it uh, was full of mm. challenges if I may say. Because when I left my country in 1994, during the war and the genocide, I went to Congo, DRC, which was at that time Zaire, 
and uh, I lived in the refugee camps until those refugee camps were dismantled by some co- conflicts, and I will not elaborate on those conflicts. Then, by the grace of God, I survived myself and my family. It was a long journey from Congo to South Africa, most especially in Cape Town, where I arrived in 1997. So, what I may say is that, as in French we say, that the present is never perfect, the past is never simple, and the future is always conditional. What I wanted to mean is that I wanted to quote heartedly to express my warm uh, acknowledgement to the South African communities for their warm hospitality. Because South Africa, I think, is doing its best, and especially the host community. We are welcomed anyway in the communities that we are staying, despite the challenges. Mm. So we needed to salute, to salute also the warm hospitality from those communities, and also to salute the resilience of refugees communities. We're talking World Refugee Day, uh, which will be uh, observed uh, tomorrow, June 20th. It's 20 minutes past nine here on The Viewpoint. If you've just uh, joined us, we're talking to Martin Mande, who's a representative of the Refugee Communities Organization, as well as Albert Mbazayabo, who is uh, a refugee living here in South Africa uh, since uh, he left his home country of Rwanda in 1994. What does this day mean for you, Albert, if it means anything, World Refugee Day? Of course, I am. I have been a refugee since I left my country, 1994. So this is now 2019. That is 25 years of my life that has been between coveted commas. I mean, wasted. I may say. So this day of World Refugee Day for me is very meaningful because it reflects on my realities of every day. And uh, although I will not celebrate, just commemorating, remembering that I'm just a refugee, however, we need also to appreciate different stakeholders, like NGOs, that have been contributing to the good uh, interest of refugees. Because if we are still surviving, it's by the grace of God, of course, but also the host country, the host state, like South Africa, that gives us the papers to save the republic. Although not everything is 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 well, you know, the, there, there is a lot of challenges that we can also talk about. But still, we are here in the Republic of South Africa. We are staying legally with valid papers because the Department of Foreign Affairs, the state, the host state, gives us that opportunity. The biggest challenge is that we needed to make our own ways in integrating in those communities. Either we survive or we die. That's the problem. So there is no clear uh, policy of integration of refugees within those communities that the state of South Africa, the host state, has defined. That's the biggest challenge. So refugees needed to make their own ways. It's about a, a reform.
economic integration. That's the biggest problem. And the, the host communities as well are not uh, educated enough by the host state so that they can be prepared, I mean prepared psychologically. There is no official induction of refugees within host communities, for instance. And that mm. caused these kind of perpetuating conflicts. Otherwise, all the refugees there must be there. We are a part of it. We are not celebrating. We are accumulating the, the, the courage, resilience of our comrades that uh, died along the way, those also that survived, and also the hospitality of host communities. We need to say thank you to them and to acknowledge that. Thanks. Uh, Colin, you're calling us from Cape Town. Welcome to The Viewpoint. Colin, are you there? Yes, good evening, good evening. Good evening. What are your? What is your take on World Refugee Day? Uh, you know, there, there should not even be a World Refugee Day. I'm surprised why? you never asked me why. If all governments, leaders, controlled and ran their countries properly, and people were satisfied and happy with their leaders, and prospered in each one's country, no matter if it's Africa or Europe, wherever it is, we should not have World Refugee Day. Now, a refugee and an asylum seeker is two different people. A refugee runs away from his country to look, look for refuge or a better place somewhere else. So, let's take uh, our parents for argument's sake. If, if they chase us out of the home for doing wrong or something like that, where do we go? We go seek refuge somewhere else. So that's the word refugee. If you're not happy of what is going on, you go seek refuge some other place. So I don't believe in world refugee. Day. If Africa can get their act together, all their leaders run the countries properly, even in Europe, wherever it is, all over the world. Run the country properly, treat the citizens properly, stop stealing and all things and things like that, and look after their citizens. Then there won't be such a thing as refugee day. What would you Thanks. rather it be coined, Colin? Because the reality is there are refugees. There are, you know... Yes, that is why of- I'm, putting, I'm putting the blame on... That is why I heard you asking, should we celebrate Refugee Day? You, you cannot. A refugee is an unhappy person. He's left his home or his country and ran away. So the day you, then that talks about the plight of a, a refugee, what should it be called? A refugee. Uh, if you go looking at... Uh, actually, there should be another word for them. Uh, sympathize, uh, sympathy or sympathizers or something like that. But uh, the dictionary tells you refugee is a person that runs away from a place of origin. It's the same as you take, you take South Africa for argument's sake. Let's take South Africa. Why are people running away from certain provinces like the Eastern Cape? Because why the government, the municipalities aren't looking after, aren't creating work of looking after their people, so they all run to Johannesburg or Cape Town. But if the municipality looked after their people, the government 
looked after the Eastern right. Cape. They would all still be thriving here, doing their gardening, vegetations, and all those things. They'll be happy in the Eastern Cape. So the challenge is, is on leadership. Thank you so much, uh, Colin. Uh, Martin, in, in South Africa, there, there are about 88,000 active refugees, and that excludes asylum seekers. We've established that those are two different things uh, and other forms of, of migrants as well. So the 88,000 being the number is literally not even an accurate reflection because we know there's also challenges when it comes to applications for refugee status from uh, being an asylum seekers and those not being finalized. Who's to blame there? Look, I, I think from my introductive part, I say the first thing is the system. This issue of mixing of refugees and migrants is the first introductive, which is a, a first problem we have in South Africa. And the, the government, which is the Department of Home Affairs, which is the custodian of processing refugees matters, has responsibility and has to account on that issue you see that's mm-hmm. one and it's the same same goes to the day tomorrow tomorrow is the refugee day it's not a migrant day it's not to whatever the names we want to put and to bring so that small portion of people who are within that uh, uh, migrant people they have to have that in, impact of that day they have to feel it they have to know this day. Should we change the name then? Should we coin it something else? No, we, we should call it it's a refugee day. It's relevant. The day is relevant. It's a refugee day. But the problem is, if you look from the statement they put tomorrow, you'll find many organizations, they will try to confuse the day. They will call it refugees and migrant day. They will call to suit themselves. Because you, I under, you need to understand something. Within this process, Within this backlog which South Africa has, there is someone who's benefiting from it. And there is someone who wants this uh, crisis to continue the way it is. Because to some people it's a livelihood. If you try to manage it, they will be out of job, there will be no income, there will not be salaries month end. So they will prefer the situation to continue so that they can make money, they can do whatever it is. But it's simple. If government has a willing to do this, they can mitigate these issues and they can know how to divide the refugees from the migrant process and the process will be normalized on basis. There is no issue crisis in which we can say there is a crisis. The crisis which is here, it's people who want the crisis to be like that so that they can uh, manage to make income through it. And these are the so-called uh, experts in refugees matters. They're the one who are confusing this matter. It's half past nine here on The Viewpoint. We're talking about World Refugee Day. You can call in on 891 SMS us on 41391. My name is Asanda Beta, if you've just joined us. So, I mean, in Albert's experience, Martin, she, he's had a, a, a positive one in terms of the community of South Africa and the people thereof. Uh, Colin talks about the leadership being uh, needed to be, uh, needing to be called to account, and you also touch on government. There's also other uh, uh, challenges when it comes to banks denying accounts or denying uh, refugees uh, the, 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 well, the opportunity and the right to open accounts. How do we look at that and how is that addressed? Because now it, it takes things away from government and, and takes it to private sector and that sector of banking. Uh, but, but remember, Sandra, when we speak about the banks, the documents which refugees are being given, 
because we speak about the first process to integration is documentation. And the documentation, if it's clear, that documentation, the bank will accept it. If the bank knows this documentation doesn't have some loopholes, it will take, private sector will accept. But look, the documentation we have in South Africa, you know, when we speak of integration, it means the documents which me refugees I'm going to have in my hand shouldn't be different from the document which a South African is going to hold. Why do you need to have a different in documentation if your process is about integrating refugees within the community? So you are starting to separate me from that integration. You are giving me a document which is different. The private sector does not know that document. Which law in South Africa which says that someone can work with a A4 paper? There is no law which says like that. The law says you can open a bank account or you can work when you have a, a what, 13 bar uh, coded digit ID number. Or you have a passport. And that is how South African system is designed to take passport or to take ID. Now you are giving me this A4 paper, which it doesn't have any way in the system. So what are you expecting that private sector to do? We shouldn't blame private sector. We need to blame first the government who's issuing that document and does not as well educate the private sector to accept that document, what document is issuing people with. So, you know, we need always to go back to the government who's the first place to protect the refugees. Of the 68.5 million people that are forcibly displaced worldwide, a third of them are Africans. Uh, Albert, what's your view in terms of why the bigger number comes from Africa in terms of refugees? (laughs) Asanda, that is a very complex question. That actually should be asked to the African Union that have dedicated this year for the issues of uh, forced uh, displaced people and refugees in Africa and the quest for durable solutions. Because, <coughs> excuse me, behind everything, there must be a political will. Why do we have forced migrants or forced yeah, migrants in the first place in Africa? Look through Africa. How many countries are now involved with political conflicts, armed conflicts, and what is the African Union is doing it, uh, doing about it? I mean, that is a very complex question. We need further to sort out the political leadership in Africa, which, in my opinion, is uh, tend to be like a neo-colonialist leadership for the interests of uh, Western people than African people themselves. Because remember, these refugees are forced migrants. So they are forced to leave their home countries, not from their own will. They are forced by some circumstances that are beyond their control. And nobody has got an answer to that except the polity. So the political leadership must come first and need to be fixed, in my opinion. All right. Let's get your closing remarks, uh, Martin. Tomorrow is the State of the Nation address by the President Cyril Ramaphosa. If he's touching on refugees, what what would she, uh, what should he be saying? 
yeah, and I think thank you because for touching on that. I may as well, I, I did send my letter to president and I addressed him on things. Of course, he's the son first of Africa and uh, he chose 20 years, you know, the June to address the nation, which is really a special day for us refugees to commemorate and to make. And we, should, we are sure really is going to touch on it. South African responsibility in trying to protect refugees, and we hope really you come with a, a clear way to or directive to our home affairs in which kind of protection has to give refugees, especially in issue of documentation. As we are saying, mm-hmm. refugees should have special treatment where they can work, uh, work in the country, use a full paper which South Africans themselves are not using. So they need to be integrated within the mainstream system of South Africa and get as well the benefit which they deserve to get on their protection. All right. And uh, on the 21st, a day after the World Refugee Day, there is going to be a concert for uh, refugees. And, well, it's not to say it's refugees who attend the concert. The concert is commemorating as well and highlighting the plight of the refugee, which will be at the Linda Auditorium in Johannesburg. That's on the 21st of uh, this month. Thank you so much to the both of you guys for joining us. We appreciate it. No, thank you very much for having us. All right, Martin Mande is representative of the Refugee Communities Organization and uh, Albert Mbazayabo, refugee from Rwanda who left after the 1994 war in Rwanda, who's uh, now based in Cape Town here in South Africa. We'll be talking about that concert for refugees with Attila Degg, who's the executive director of Universal Rights Association. This will be after this.